Hey everyone, I'm so happy to welcome you to the 100th episode of The Post Show. This is a really big one for us, we're very excited, it's crazy to celebrate milestones, so I think, you know, you have to do it when uh, when you find yourself kind of on one, and this snuck up on us. 100 episodes is insane. Grant and I, when we started this whole thing, we didn't really have any crazy goals or milestones, certainly no delusions of grandeur. Um, we just wanted to, you know, talk about anime and TV shows and kind of pass the time uh, in the middle of the pandemic when we couldn't hang out. And here we are still doing it because it's fun as shit and people uh, apparently listen. So um, with that, today's episode is a little different. We're not talking about like your typical you know, here's what we watched this week. We've broken it up into three segments, and they're really about kind of our favorite anime moments. The first is, you know, favorite moments we experienced with anime before we started the podcast. The bulk of the episode is in the second segment, which is favorite anime moments we've experienced since we started the podcast. And we've experienced most of those together, and most of them, in fact, are recorded on this podcast. So it's like a really fun kind of condensed greatest hits moment. It's not snippets from the podcast, from prior podcasts to be specific, like we're, we're talking about it. Um, and then the third is just in general, how have our tastes changed? And then we got a little bonus, you know, favorite OPs and EDs uh, section at the, uh, at the back. Um, I want to give a big shout out to the comic book shop on Bank Street at 128 Bank in Ottawa on Instagram at Comic Book Shop Bank and their website, The Comic Book Shop, uh, shop spelt S-H-O-P-P-E. They've been with us for quite a while now. We really, really appreciate their support. It's awesome to celebrate this milestone um, with them in tow, and uh, we're thrilled they've stuck around for the ride. So uh, if you're not familiar, you know, they sell manga, comics, figurines, build kits, magic cards, like a ton of stuff. If you like the pod, chances are you'll like something that they sell. So check them out and let them know that we sent you. One last note before I pass it over to Grant to kick in that awesome music intro. We did have some audio issues uh, on this podcast. Hopefully they're not too bad. Um, I'm sure you can still enjoy the uh, episode. And uh, yeah, kick back, relax, and enjoy. Grant. Hello, David. My friend, we started this podcast as chicken boys. We are now poultry men. Chicken bake poultry man. <laughs> We're here, dude. It's a it's a special episode of the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you think we will have explained the format of today's show? Um, like future or past and past Grant and Dave will have explained it in the intro, or should we explain it now? Well, yeah, let's double tap him. We're in the moment. Might as well double, do tap, double tap him, dude. Uh, we're, okay, so today, <laughs> <Do the> dome. <laughs> it's an extra special uh, show. We Obviously, it's numero 100, so we're going to celebrate that. So we're not going to do like our weekly, you know, here's what we're watching, you know, here are our thoughts on like episode two of whatever. Um, we're going to break up today's show in three kind of segments, and it's all really centered about centered around our favorite anime moments 
Um, so we're gonna before, s- go ahead after yeah before the podcast what we kind of discovered in the podcast and then kind of just you know where we've changed over the years uh, because we honestly have become very different uh, viewers of anime and anime centric con- uh, anime centric content so it's, yeah uh, yeah it's 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 the perfect number for us to be diving into a little fun experiment and we were talking about this before we had a you know big you know our usual spiel before we start recording. I, I had so much fun with this. Like, this was a really fun exercise to kind of get out there and kind of, you know, work towards the next 100, so. Yeah, agreed. Uh, and then we'll have a little bonus, you know, favorite OPs and EDs, a uh, couple each uh, at mm. the end. Um, God, I'm excited. And, like, yeah. we're going to try and keep this reasonable. I mean, I guess you, audience, you already know how long this podcast went, so let <laughs> us know. Um, but you know, we're not, we're also not going to try and like hide away from time. We want to enjoy this because we're celebrating a hundred episodes. Darn it. Gosh, darn it. Um, (laughs) sorry, I'll tone it down. Um, okay. No, this is the episode to not tone it down. This is, yeah, shoot for the fences on this one. That's a good point. Um, okay. God, I don't even know where to start, Grant. Favorite moments, favorite anime moments we experienced before the podcast. So... You know, the brief history for the listener is Grant and I started this podcast a couple of years back um, in preparation for Attack on Titan Season 4. You know, mm-hmm. the first time they did a Season 4. Yeah. Um, <laughs> expect a couple shots at AOT during this pod, I'm sure. But, uh, so, but like, you know, we both kind of watched a bit of anime, and I think we were, like, ironically, we were hanging out weekly to watch the final season of Game of Thrones, Mm-hmm. This is obviously before we knew what would be on it. Um, yeah. No, I'm kidding. But we would like kind of start the evening by talking about season three of Attack on Titan, and that's what uh-huh. led to the later on once that season we'd ended. In, we'd be in our usual, you know, group of friends and family members, and like it would just always, you know, it, you and I have known each other for years, and all that. you know, we are legitimate friends, and uh, but it would just always be like, you know. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan. It, was just like, it, would, it would always just diverge into that. The two of us alone, you know, for like 30 minutes. I'm like, shut up, okay, guys, shut up. Like, we need to watch the Alt X, Alt Shift X before we watch the new episode, you know? True like, saying. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah. we will talk about Attack on Titan plenty. I'm going to start us off not on IoT. Oh, okay. Because okay. I, I think, like, you know, there's a lot to say on that, um, and mm. we will, and we will get to it. I'm going to start us off on Vinland Saga. Because I um, actually saw season one before the pod, randomly. Very true. That was a recommendation from you to me in that first year of our podcast. Yeah. And, you know, there's a lot to say about Vinland Saga in general and a lot to say about season one. Um, but this is about favorite moments, right? Mm. So Vinland Saga season one in general is amazing. There's lots of really cool fights, lots of great character moments. But, and you know, here's your light, your mild spoiler warning for a three-year-old or four-year-old show at this point. Um, Vinland Saga, the finale of season one, is called End of Prologue. Word. Which, you know, as a sidebar, is a dope fucking episode name. Um, but the literally the last five minutes of that, of that episode, of season one of Vinland Saga, is fucking awesome. Like, it's some of the best ever. Like, no, yeah. no hyperbole attached. Like, that is some good stuff. It... it yeah. It really is. You get payoff on like 23 straight episodes of build. Mm-hmm. You get immense payoff in that in that last episode, but especially in that last five minutes. You know, the, the scene bef- between Thorfinn and Askeladd, their last scene together, 
um, there, there's this, I don't know if you remember, Grant, there's this montage of when Thorfinn's being dragged away and he drops the knife. Yeah. And there's this zoom-in scene on the knife and the reflections in it is all these, there's all these memories of what happened in season one when, but, and what Thorfinn's been through and what's to come. Hmm. And like the, it's one of those, like Sakuga's almost oversimplifies it sometimes. Like Sakuga, I think the term is like, you know, it's just like when anime goes hype and the budget comes out and that's, that's true. But like, there are also these like really magical moments in anime and we're about to talk about a lot of them. That's one, right? Where all the pieces come together, all the threads connect and you realize what they've been working towards. And Hmm. like, that's one of those moments. Like this is what they've been building to. And, and of course, like, it's funny because at that time, you don't know where Thorfinn goes from here. And, you know, no. then you see season two. And I, I have a feeling that might come up later, too. Of course. Um, and it's like, oh, shit. Like, of course this is where it goes. But you never would have known back then. I, I, mean, I don't know. I thought it's beautiful, beautiful episode, beautiful moment. It is, it is really cool because, you know, if there's one kind of uh, boon to anime viewers is, you know, a lot of the time those strings are for the most part like you know there's a main thread set up in the season mm. and it, we usually get that end of season you know that penultimate you know kind of clash or whatever like i know you could say that for a lot of tv but there's something about anime where it's so conflict driven mm. you know in, in a lot especially shonen obviously and seinen but this moment is not just like you know like you know it's not it's it's like lightning crashing in this final moment. It's not just like the regular build up. It's like an earned moment. It is explosive beyond belief. It's 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 so dynamic, like choreography wise in the scene. Yeah. Like when you know, like the moment I think the line is uh what is it, uh Wales or Canute, ask a lad. You know, when the the, the king kinda like just kind of you know, kind of telling looks him to choose, him, like yeah. make the choice and just like you know, like there's no choice. It's just instant. You know, it's like oof. You know, like you can't even comprehend like what just happened. It's all so quick. I, Especially I love, love, love it. in an anime where it's one of its main characters, you never. Maybe in twenty four episodes, I don't know if anyone ever knows Askeladd's true motive, or mm. what his weakness might be, or you know what I mean. Yeah. But he like finally had a moment of honesty, and it mm. had to culminate in him beheading a king. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean. Like it's yeah. it was just the payoff was good. Yeah. The payoff was good, and it was fucking awesome, and I think it deserves to be on this list. So there you go. Yeah. No, I agree. Over to you, my friend. Um, so I I was gonna start off with Attack on Titan, but I do think I want to hold off a little bit longer. Um, yeah, I want to talk about Full Metal uh, Alchemist Brotherhood oh, for a moment. Let's go. This was, you know, this was a show that was kind of just, you know, our our very good friend Shane. He just kind of when we you know we were living together he was kind of my um return to the medium you know mm-hmm. he you know he, he was the one like uh yeah like i'm going away for the weekend uh when i get back i'm on this episode of attack on titan be ready to watch that with me so like i had to catch up you know for <laughs> for him and you know i dove into that and he was also one like you have to watch full metal brotherhood but so full you know, full metal is one of the ogs like coming back to me mm-hmm. and there's it's not so much this might be a little bit of a cheat but the whole Briggs arc in Full Metal is a very personal favorite of mine. Um, I know it's kind of like not where a lot of the juice kind of happens for the most part. Like, you know, a lot of people, the moments, the the arc leading up into that before they go north and, you know, kind of like when they go back south to, you know, the final conflict. 
but my favorite moments in uh, Full Metal Brotherhood is when Pride is stalking the tunnels, yeah. and just the true fear that he is like, you know, like just like the total like lack of control anyone has against him because they don't even know Pride, like what Pride is at that point. Yeah, and uh, it kind of you know kind of spoiled for like you know like a fifteen year old show or whatever. But I don't know, just everything about you know um, the presentation of. Because at this point, I don't think at this point we fully know who Pride is outside of Briggs, right? Like, we know there's just, like, this homunculus kind of going through the tunnels, you know, but we don't know what's going on back at Central. So there's still, like, the mystery entwined in, like, two different locations. So it's, I don't know, I just, I love the, you know, there's not crazy mysteries in Full Metal. It's kind of, you know, it's easygoings at points. But there's something about, you know, that whole setting of the coldness and, like, you know, getting away. You know, they have, um, I'm blanking on his name. Is it Sloth? Oh, Up yeah. top, he's just banging away. They're, you know, they're, they're pinned between Sloth and Pride down in the tunnels. And there's just it's such a good setting of fear down there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just full metal. You know, yeah. there's so much to talk about. I'm sure we're going to talk about that more. Well, but yeah, I mean, the Pride me... stuff is always my favorite moments. That's That's well put. I think... Yeah, full metal. I could go about, I could go on about for a long time, and I won't. But yeah, now that now that you bring it up, um, like it's pro, it it may still hold my number one spot for like best of all time. And I know that's like, I don't think it's controversial because I think it's still like number one on Mal, which means nothing. Sure. But you know, it's like this arbitrary place where people vote. But it's a guy uh, <laughs> yeah, but I think that. Ulti- like you know we've now seen enough anime to i think have a pretty good opinion on like you know what makes a good one and all that and there's all these you know these tangibles and intangibles and the thing with full metal alchemist brotherhood is it i think it has everything mm. and you know i'll bridge this a bit into attack on titan and then we can probably move into in that direction um but the thing with full metal alchemist brotherhood is i think the fact that it's an ensemble cast, right? You've probably got 10 main characters mm. that have a beginning, a middle, and an end. In yes. terms of character arcs, you've got like a really strong lore and world-building system. Um, and like the symbolism, the foreshadowing, and the parallels on in that show mm. are out-fucking-standing. Like, yeah. You can rewatch that show and pick up little things. Like, I've seen it more times than I can count at this point, and I still pick up things that I didn't notice the first time around. Like, there's these little, like, little things. Like, the fact that, you know, the way every homunculus dies is in some way counterintuitive to how they're named. You know what I mean? Like, sloth dies from overworking. Gluttony is eaten alive. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these amazing, ironic little things like you know the fact that hohenheim is kind of the hero of the story after the series kind of misleading you for at least 50 percent of it yeah about him being like kind of the typical deadbeat dad in anime you know what i mean like there's all these expectations that it subverts and the more you watch modern anime or the more you watch i think classics or what's like classified as a classic like i think full metal alchemist it just never misses a beat you know what i mean no no, it's it, in my opinion, it's it's flawless beginning to end, and I know like that's kind of usage of the word to say, but I really like you know every show has like little mistakes here and there, and some things yeah. aren't perfect, and there's some slower episodes than others, but like big picture, it, it it fucking lands the plane, dude. Like it is incredible. Like you know, and you know your point, like 
my most recent rewatch, I was so hooked on Kimberly the entire time. I was like, yeah. this dude is cooking the entire time. Like anytime he's on screen, like he just steals command, true fear to anyone that is around him. You know, like the the control he puts on other people, and you know the way he pushes into what he wants. It's and ama- oh, yeah. that Kimberly's such a good example because you think of any character in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I could play this game all day. And yeah. it's like, how does his arc culminate? What was the point? I promise mm. you, there's a point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Think yeah. about Kim Lee. Like, what is his final act on the show? It's like he had been eaten alive by pride. And the moment pride kind of abandons their pride, <laughs> Kim yeah. Lee's there to, like, shove their face in it. Yeah. And it's because he's ruthless. You know what I mean? Mm. He's an agent of chaos. He's closer to, like, the Joker than he is a bad guy, right? Yeah. And, like, it, it, yeah, just the more you dig on that show, the more you'll find gold. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of these shows, they don't stand up to scrutiny, right? Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is the exact opposite. It Mm -hmm. gets better the more you think about it. And I think with that, we can probably talk about Attack on Titan, right? Yeah. That's, I think, something both shows have in common. Um, And, you know, the difference you know at this point at the time of this recording is we don't quite know if attack on titan is going to land the plane yet Very true yeah. um which is like Soon. you know i think we, we we feel good about it and up to this point it has been pretty stellar um like my quick take on this and why it's in like my favorite moments list is it's uh it's similar to full metal alchemist in that the more you rewatch attack on titan and I did a lot of that um, as we were getting ready to start the podcast, like the inception of the podcast. It also, I think it probably has more foreshadowing and more parallels uh, than Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood does. The The mm. amount of shit that Isayama planted early mm. in uh, the anime, I, I can't speak for the manga, is pretty fucking nuts. You know what I mean? Um, their use of repeated keywords, the parallels they draw... The literally showing you the answers in front of your face without the users ever connecting the dots. It, it, yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And for it to be this mainstream, you know what I mean? It's like ca- It's called having a vision, you know? Like, it's it's knowing, <sighs> having the big picture and being able to put that, you know, compile it and then put it out in the world. You know, mm-hmm. it's not, you know, that's a lot of the problem you see with, you know, these Shonen Jump series and whatnot, like, you know, they're designed to be weekly. And I know, like, that's the whole industry with the manga yep. and all that. They're meant to be weekly and, you know, okay, on to the next one, on to the next one, on to the next one. But, like, that's why I think shows like Attack on Titan and Full Metal kind of get into this legacy status and they have so much fervor for them. It's because they're mangakas and the people involved have, like, they know they want this to be a finite story. And they don't just need to be like, okay, we need to throw this arc in. There's none of that to be seen in any of these stories. It's just, you know we're here to tell we're supposed to tell this is what i want to tell and you know okay now now you guys can go animate it or you know take you know yeah. do your version of it but uh you know it's like uh you know, kind of like a sidebar but like you know i really got into bleach this year yeah and i read read the whole manga and you could feel like oh like you can tell you know tita kubo was being like pushed like all right another week of this another week of, you know yeah. like just and then you're like okay now we'll get back to the thing that i wanted to do and it's you can kind of feel where the attention is given and where it's not and Full Metal and AOT are just, you know, the attention is given at all times to the story. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it also makes me think of Dragon Ball Z, right? Like, you can just, mm. or Dragon Ball in general, like, you can tell when they're like, ah, oh, shit, this was convenient at the time, but it doesn't quite serve the story now. Let's find a creative way around it. And, like, mm. that's not to say that, 
I mean, you used the word flawless earlier, and it's like it's a tricky word to use, but mm. I don't know, man. The execution sometimes just fits. Sometimes there are nitpicks. There are always going to be nitpicks, but like sometimes the shoe just fits. Yeah. Um, yeah. I will say, cause just because we've mentioned it, I did have the Beast Titan Levi fight. Uh, like it's just a moment in time. Mm in my like favorite moments like attack on titan is like one of my favorite things ever anime yeah. related um and there's lots of those moments but i think yeah no we definitely saw that before we started the podcast and then, i like, had uh, go ahead i had annie running amok in the forest with amok. levi squad yeah yeah, yeah. No, that is uh, a truly frightening episode it's so easy to forget how much shit happens in the end like that how season far alone the first season alone and how how far we've come Mm. and how far that story has how much the story has matured it's fucking nuts um but yeah that's a that's a great one and i mean i've got that clip favorite in youtube it's always there i just my profile it's there waiting for me i mean let's go let's not even and we're not even mentioning the basement (laughs) reveal right like after how many years of waiting to find out what's in the basement and the way they pull it off it's like come on Mm -hmm. okay so many great moments um Whose turn is it? Um, I went for metal. You jumped into AOT, which I kind of jumped into too. I have one ready to go. If you go, were. hit me, Dave. One of my favorite moments pre-podcast is the first time Mob went 100. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that like that's you know, like yeah. that's early season one, right? So I think it's episodes three or four. I yeah, it's okay. when he's fighting uh, Toru, which is like uh, as a sidebar like a pretty good decision to like the name of the show you know what i mean like they easily yeah. could have saved that for the season finale mm-hmm. and like they're like no 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 like let's get to the point we're mm-hmm. showing you the counter go up mm-hmm. you know a lesser show or a different way you could go i'll say is like give us like 10 percent per episode you know mm-hmm. and like the 100 after a 10 episode season or something they're like no 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 no. this is gonna happen a lot he's a kid he's struggling like he's gonna Prepare lose he's gonna lose his shit uh yeah good point this is such it's such a special show for me it's it's honestly you know probably my favorite of all time mm-hmm. um and you know, it's it's a special show because it it showed me you know i i had seen full metal before i had seen attack on titan and you know a couple other things but like i think mob psycho showed me that an anime can have it all you know yeah. it can have the animation the soccer moments the storytelling and i think what i've now learned over the years for both you and i is I just love like when raw emotion can be like accurately displayed yeah. in in anime because like, it's it's very hippy sometimes like you know it's oversold or undersold and I think you know Mob just really kind of nails that and it's storytelling like it, like genuine characters with good storytelling is what what I kind of mean but I don't know Reagan and you know Mob and you know just like. Um, dimple you know like the character growth of dimple you know we'll get into moments of that later but yeah i don't know just this show had everything for me like the second i laid eyes on it, i was like i'm in like yeah no it's true that that show when i think about psycho i think a heart you know what i mean um like it it just has a lot of heart and it's not that it has more or less than some of the shows that we've mentioned it just feels like like your heart aches a little bit for the kid you know Mm -hmm. and i think that we all like anything you know we like the things we like because we see ourselves in them sometimes sure and yeah it's easy to identify with mob uh i think you know you don't have to look too far he's fucking awesome fuck yeah dude uh demon slayer season one episode 19 (sighs) yeah boy (laughs) 
this one i don't think you need i need to elaborate on much like it's just hype as fuck dude it's just hype as fuck um you know there's like that i guess you can boil it down to sakuga but it's when everything culminates the music the animation the story the character work like it all just works um if you're curious about it just watch watch demon lair demon slayer season one episode 19 and i don't think it's that hard to get that far because it's a pretty fun first season yeah it pulls you in right from the get-go yeah you got anything else i got a fun little nostalgic pick mm-hmm. um i put on here the experience seeing the digimon movie in theaters you're a dork yeah dude um it's, it's so funny it's so funny going back um or reading back on it now and like it's not a movie at all um, mm-hmm. you know like you know it's because you know i i've learned later or i've learned since that it was three different movies from you know that were in japan they kind of spliced them together into one mishmash frankenstein of a movie and put them over here threw in like a 15 minute angela anaconda snippet in the beginning and just you know release it to canada or whatever and uh, yeah but it's it, it, it's interesting because like when you think about it, it showed that this storytelling medium can take the same characters, make them look different, give them different attitudes. It's clearly written by different people that aren't like dubbing it over here. And I don't know, it was just it was kind of an eye opening experience of like, oh, like this is like the same but different, you know. Right. And like to see that at such a young age of like, oh, that's that's not the same Agumon you know that i see on tv like yeah you know ty and tk and all them like you know those are like clearly kind of different characters and you know the way they're you know written and, and dubbed and all that i don't know it was just going back on it and also like there's a couple key animation moments that like you know probably i wouldn't have understood and like respected at the time but mm-hmm. damn dude there's some there's some fire in that digimon movie <laughs> um okay last one i've got on my list is yep. death note um probably so like the brief history on death note is i think yeah so this is what got me into anime as an adult i'm pretty sure yeah um like an ex-girlfriend showed me death note and it was one of those things where it was like once i saw it i was like wait what like this is this is a thing you know what i mean it was like one of those like oh wait this is a medium not all anime is dragon ball nothing against that but you know what i mean it was like yeah death note and you you still haven't seen it right um i have an update actually oh uh leanne and i are now seven episodes in (laughs) oh my god let's go (laughs) yeah we ripped (laughs) we ripped into it last day top we're like oh my god that's more 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 okay so you you know exactly what i'm talking about then like 100 percent. yeah once i saw it i was like Oh, like, and, and picture, like, Grant, imagine seeing that, having not seen anime since you were a kid, right? It's it's crazy. It's you crazy. Know. And it was like, oh, so this is like a logic cat and mouse game with deadly consequences. And it's like, you know, someone's trying to tell me I'm watching a cartoon. Get the fuck out of here. I'm watching yeah. guys body people. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like watching people c- commit mass suicide. It's crazy. Like, it's yeah. so dark. It's so... um i don't know nihilistic it's uh it's twisted yeah, nihilistic is putting it nicely yeah like it's just it's got it's such a um dreary creepy vibe that is so fun that and you can't wait to see what happens next 
Oh, dude, yeah. We um, were struggling. Not we we're like, we need one more, and it's like we cannot. Like, yeah. It's like, but we can, you know. That's awesome. I'm <laughs> like, glad that you two did that. Yeah. So it's it is it is funny because you know we were talking. You know, we were we had finished. We had gone to bed, and we were kind of talking of like, you know, it is a real shame that we didn't see. You know, like we would have had to have seen it like 10 years ago for it to like leave a real impact. Like I, you know, it's like, yeah. status show. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just one of those ones, but it, it does have such a, and again, we're only seven episodes in of like 37, I think. And yeah. you know, it has such a, you know, borderline edginess to it that like people mock, you know, and like, it's, you know, it's like, it's too edgy or it's, you know, this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I, I don't find that. I find it very smart and very well written. Um, you know, maybe the dub makes it sound edgier than it is, or the, kind of like the dub or whatever. Is, is definitely, I think, the culprit there. Okay, but um, but I don't know. It's 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 a shame because I feel like if I had seen this when I was like twenty two, I would then like, I'm I'm dropping everything in my life and I'm gonna get into animation. Like it's it it's a very it's it's an even after having watched so much and having watched a couple things that are clearly inspired, like summertime rendering could not have existed without Death Note. Like, that's a great point you know what i mean Listen, like yeah. i've seen what and you know uh, promised neverland like there's elements you know that come from this you know the you know the, it's the forefather of it all and not that it hits any less because like you know the moments are still kind of you know you know episode to episode like what is going on but it's like the, at a younger age this would have just changed my whole purview but you know what like a um full metal got there first or you know aot got there before yeah so you know, it's, you know, you can't have them all as that one, but I can imagine people that had this as their one just, you know, changed everything. Yeah. And it was definitely that for me. Um, okay. My guy, I think we're, is that it for section one? I believe so. Yeah. That's a good place. To all right. 26 on. minutes in. Not bad. <laughs> no, man. Here's the long one. <laughs> no, excited. Um, Okay. Favorite anime moments mm. since we started the podcast. Yeah, maybe these we'll definitely put... add these more structured as moments, not so much as like the concepts. Yeah, but uh, yeah. maybe we'll try to put timestamps or something for each section in the description. And if you don't sure. see them in the description, it's because uh, we didn't do that. Um, so, okay, so let uh, let me st- or do you want to start? I, I just went for Death Note. Well. <sighs> Maybe we should start where the podcast started, and uh, hey. my first moment is Aaron and Reiner in the basement. Dude, dude, uh, yeah. dude, so is mine. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Let's do it. Uh, I have the Declaration of War is... episode of Attack on Titan yeah, season four. Absolutely. Like, I was drawn to the TV. I could not look away. Just that moment of, like, Reiner shaking in his chair you know the confu- like falco's um just sheer shock and confusion yeah. at this like just a young child trying to piece together what is going on in this room and you can slowly feel the tension rising and you know falco you know we know what's going on but you can kind of see i think some of the beauty of the scene is falco in the background slowly putting the pieces together and seeing how dire the situation is slowly becoming yeah and you know as he's rising you can see reiner dipping and just like him falling and in, like into himself once again Ugh, my boy reiner oh my god <laughs> i don't know this this is i think in the top five best episodes of attack on titan's history yeah it is declaration of war is unreal it's follow-up episode assault mm. is also I think so good because 
I think, you know, I'm not going to rehash everything you just said on Declaration of War because it is that good. But mm-hmm. the follow-up episode, I think, you know, we were misled intentionally as viewers that Aaron's kind of the hero of the story early. Mm-hmm. In the episode of Assault, when you see him kill so many innocents and you realize who the assault is kind of on and what they're doing with the story. And and when you start to get those first inklings that the scouts are there to pull Aaron back and they've mm-hmm. been forced to act, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the dynamic of the show continues to change throughout season four. But that's like your first little, like, it's your first note that like, oh, this isn't, this isn't maybe what I thought it was. You know it's what now I mean? officially a war. You know, and I know it sounds obvious, but like it's now a war. It's 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 two sides fighting. You know, pulling back and forth. You know, whoever has the most rope at any time. Yeah. And you just have this, you know, this nuclear warhead that is Aaron, who's standing in the middle, who has his hand on the middle of the rope and is pulling in his own direction. It's it's true chaos. Like you know, Declaration of War is you know for what it is, it's amazing and all that. But I do agree, Assault is what shows like just the the chaos and the insanity of like what the instigation of a mm-hmm. war can be. And you know, and, not like we really know anything, but like that is a harrowing episode. Of, it like, is. And, death, you know. and don't forget, I mean, it, I think it ends in uh, Gabby, who's very much like a victim <laughs> of her hometown being attacked, killing mm-hmm. like a fan favorite. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know the show, you know, we, we've talked about attack on Titan a lot and how it comes full circle. And while we're here, I'll mention my two other favorites in like the pantheon of season four, which is like a never ending thing. Okay. Um, but it's the episodes two brothers and memories of the future. Right. Okay. I mean, yeah, these are like a year after mm. uh, these two, but like just while we're on attack on Titan, I figured I would mention them. Like, I do have another one I can throw in after you're done. Yeah. I mean, two brothers, you know, I think there's three pairs of brothers in that episode. You know, there's mm. Zeke, and Aaron, there's help me out here. Falco and uh, what's oh, Colt? Um, Colt. And I think there's one more set of siblings, uh, but uh. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, that is an amazing episode. And then Memories of the Future is like you know, people meme about it, but it is <laughs> kind of arguably one of the biggest twists in anime I've ever seen, and it like changes fucking everything like it changes the decades worth of understanding about the show um like how can you not put it in there what what was yours so my my second aot favorite moment was in part two um the campfire alliance between marley and the parody oh yeah that was just you know putting everyone um was it mcgath i think was you know on the uh marley side kind of you know just opened his heart to everybody and kind of got the conversation going um, but just everyone kind of just bearing their heart on the situation and, you know, kind of owning to what was done and what was said. And, you know, like, you know, I found there's a lot of growth in the characters too, and they, to have, you know, that in not re, uh, take their innocence, but like, just kind of like, we have to just move forward, you know, like there's yeah. no, what we did is done, you know, like Aaron, like, I think it was kind of easy to like point the finger at Aaron at that point, sure. you know, and just kind of like move forward. But I thought that's also one of the most powerful scenes in the, the entire series. It was just, it and, was just a, a, a like a, a flicker of light in a very dark show. And also how hard it was for him to come to that conclusion, yeah. right? Like that episode is not sunshines and, and daisies, no. right? No. And really only 
happens later when he's trying to set that set a proper example for Gabby and for the young people, yeah. right? Yeah. Great, great point. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, believe me, we can do Attack on Titan for hours. In fact, yeah. I think we have. Uh, <laughs> if you're new <laughs> to the listen. podcast, uh, please feel free to check out all of our reviews on uh, the season four episodes because uh, that's how we got here. So I, you know, we've got a lot of anime ahead. Um, Grant, I'll just go one more time because uh, you know uh, everything after this point is going to be new. I think. At least on my end, just while uh, we're yes. well, well, yeah. just like you know, while we're talking about AOT, I may as well throw in Demon Slayer because we kind of mentioned Demon Slayer a minute ago. Sure. Specifically, you know, Mugen Train the movie, and then season two, episode ten, yeah. um, which is Never Give Up, and that's the Tengen and Tanjiro take on. Uh, that's like the Kyotaro. winning, yeah. yeah, the winning episode of uh, of that season, coupled with the movie. You know, I have that as well on my list. Yeah, yeah, we were covering that week to week, and it was a little different to cover compared to Attack on Titan because it was more like, hey, like let's just gush about how beautiful the show is and the how great the animation is for twenty minutes every week. Yeah, um, it was it was different for the podcast, but it was also like some of the most hype shown in shit we had ever seen. I think to that point. <laughs> We were mainlining, like, the most intense anime. We had, yeah, it was Demon Slayer and AOT back-to-back. Yeah. Sunday nights. Like, we were just, you know, yeah. there was no room to be tired. We were just so excited to be there yeah. for, for all of it. But uh, it's, it's funny because like, here on out, my list takes some a, a series of left turns from uh, <laughs> from Demon Slayer and AOT. But uh, over to you, my friend. Um, so there was a little show that you and I discovered together. Yeah, and it kind, of, it kind of changed... Um, it kind of changed a lot for us. It ended up burning us in the end. Um, to your eternity. <laughs> um, I'm, I don't have the episode name in front of me. I do apologize. But it's kind of the ending of the Goo Goo story arc. Oh, sure. Like halfway through season um, one. Or a little, yeah, it's, maybe it's, three quarters, yeah. It's probably like the second arc after, you know, kind of, yeah. Um, Fushi kind of makes his way um, <clears throat> away uh, mm-hmm. from, uh, or to his like next destination time and whatnot. But it's just the the whole character dynamic of Gugu and the mask and, you know, being like a modeled man and, you know, afraid, you know, it was like kind of like a Beauty and the Beast story, essentially, you know, like it wasn't, you know, super groundbreaking, but very genuinely written characters yeah. and uh, spoilers, you know, for a show, but like Gugu sacrifices himself to save, you know, uh, Fushi and his like more or less his fiance to be mm-hmm. kind of thing. And Dave, like, you know, I think you, you remember at the time we were going through so much shit you know, with the dog and all this, like I, Leanne and I just bawled our fucking eyes out on the couch <laughs> when Gugu died. It's it's one of the few times, and again, we were preloaded going into it, but it's yeah. it was one of the most like um, you know just cauterizing moments in anime. I'm just like, damn, dude, like that is a good character. Yeah. It fucking sucks that he's dead, and then to see him like continuously, you know, his body being reused, like it through Fushi, and you know, kind of like his, his legacy in his own way being continued and all that through you know the following arcs whether you know good or bad won't go there but uh i don't know it was just i i really loved that you know that section of like six or seven episodes i think that was the best period had been no i mean it's a it's a beautiful episode an amazing scene i my um it's you might be listening my boxing coach i remember talking to him and it's funny i think you just say boxing coach and i think everybody just pictures like this you know what i mean a bit of a bit of a stereotype but i remember him telling me on more than one occasion I'm not watching that show anymore after what they did to Gugu because it, <laughs> it broke me. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. And it was real. 
It, it hurt. That hurt. That cut deep. I had uh, episode one of To Your Eternity yeah. in the list because I, you know, I still consider it one of the best all-time pilots of an anime. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, we talked about um, how Death Note kind of turned my brain on a little bit as a grown-up watching anime. I think um, To Your Eternity episode one will do that for a lot of people. If you're mm-hmm. curious about the medium and you're listening to this for some reason, and you haven't seen a lot of anime, or if just if you're looking for a good recommendation to give to people who haven't seen a lot of anime, I really think episode one, two, eternity stands. And yeah, like all of season one, to Grant's point, that, that arc in particular is, is fucking stellar. Yeah, it's it's definitely the uh, the shiner in, uh, in the, the bunch. Okay, well now that we're uh, now that we're into the weeds and we're getting we're getting bummed out. I mean, I have to rem- I have to mention the and listen. Like I know the words I'm about to say, uh, they might sound a little absurd, but like Grave of the Fireflies had a profound impact on me. Like oh, it really man. did. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you heard someone say that sentence and they replaced the beginning with like I don't know My Hero Academia or something yeah. like that. Like, yeah. give me a, you know what I mean? Like, there are cringe anime fans, believe me, we get mm-hmm. it, um, mm-hmm. that are, like, trying to tell you about how a cartoon changed their life, like, and it's like, come on, dude, I get it. Grave of the Fireflies is, a, you know, it's a movie about a war-torn World War, World war II Japan written by somebody who was routinely in the bombings you know what i mean uh, in real life who then r- wrote a movie about his experience like it's about as real as you get yeah and it's fucking harrowing it's a classic it's mm. uh you know as a movie it's it's extremely well done but uh more importantly like it just uses the art form i think to convey a message and the kind of message that you're just not used to right if you're mm. an anime fan this is not the kind of stuff you're used to watching. If you're a movie fan, I bet you haven't seen a movie like this. You know what I mean? It, it's it's got kind of everything. Um, yeah, I take a ramble. Take a shower after you watch. It. Yeah, dude, it's, uh, it was heavy. <laughs> Light a candle. Yeah, it was. I don't know, like amazing. You know, and maybe to kind of piggyback off that a little bit. You know, we did those run those four uh, movie nights. Fuck yeah! And you know, Grave of the Fireflies. I think your name was the other one that stuck out the most to me out of the bunch. I know we really liked uh, you know Paprika as well, but um, your name was just the same thing. Kind of like, oh, like you know, what is this? This is not anything we've really watched at this point. You know, it's you know, what is this? Like two teenagers falling in love across two different places. You know. And, you know, we'll kind of get into, like, how that changed, you know, maybe kind of my habits a little bit, viewing habits and kind mm-hmm. of tastes. But, uh, you know, that before, we, we need to do that again at some point. I think some of my favorite shows you and I have done together were those movie nights. They were an absolute blast. There wasn't a bad but, one uh, among them. They were all great. No. But great no. point. Um, over to you. Um, my best friend, though. <laughs> best friend. Yuji and Toto versus okay. Hanami. Dude, I have so much on Jujutsu Kaisen. Like, should we should we just get into it while we're here? I tried. I tried to you know not go too much into each uh, into each. I, I tried to do like one moment per season. Yeah. But there was enough. There's so much in that first season and the second season, which I, I do have a moment from that. So maybe for later. Or but, should um, we just lump all the Jujutsu stuff now? Because I've got like three or four, but like they're quickish. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can lump them together if you want. I, I wouldn't mind talking about... I have most... 
the fight for the most recent episode on my list, <laughs> which I think, you know, we could just do like a regular segment of the podcast now and talk about it. But, <laughs> you know, um, but that first, you know, that, you know, seeing Toto in action and Yuji and already having seen Hanami kind of wreck everyone and being like, yeah. oh, this is like what power can be for the bad guys in this world. Like we had seen um, uh, uh, Togo. The, the volcano dude kind of, you know, show his spark a little bit. But, you know, Gojo just kind of spanked him. Jogo. On your way. Jogo, sorry. And then we had Mihito doing his thing as well. And that brutal Junpei arc and all that. But, like, Hanami, like, really, like, kind of, you know, showing her power was just kind of amazing. Scale was really well done yep. in that fight. You know, just, like, the, you know, the, the, the earth and the trees coming from the ground and the flowers. And, and just... You know, I think this is such an excellent fight. I, the re, I think the reason I chose it is it kind of covers what Jujutsu Kaisen is, excels at is they can fit comedy and not make it silly and stupid into yeah. this fight. You know, like just based on the powers alone of like, you know, you know, Toto and, you know, the, is the I think his ability is called Boogie Woogie, you know, yeah. and just like, you know, the coordination. You know, I, I have a lot of fights, you know, one-on-one fights in my list tonight. But, yeah. you know, I'm just, I, I, growing up, I was a huge martial arts movie fan. You know, I loved, the, you know, the Bruce Lee and all the Jackie Chan movie. You know, I've watched, you know, uh, freaking uh, Rumble in the Bronx with Jackie Chan like more times yeah, than is, I care to say. You this know? is like, nice. I, I love, yeah. It's like you're reading my notes. That's fucked. It yeah. just, you've said so many key words. <laughs> Grant and I, uh, may, you know, yeah. maybe we'll mention this in the intro. We didn't look at each other's lists ahead of time. No, so no. part of this is very fun. All right, can I jump in? Yes, absolutely. I, I'll just say really quick, like, God, it's so funny that you said that shit. Um, the, this, like, marriage between action and comedy, there's a great yeah. video by that guy. Um, what is it? Every Frame a Painting? Yes. Or painting, Lessons yeah. from a Screenplay. It's one of the two. Um, and he does one on Jackie Chan about action mm. and comedy, right? And how yes. to make it work. And I'm not, you know, Jujutsu Kaisen doesn't steal or borrow that, but there is an interesting combination happening when Toto is on screen. Yes. Uh, they, they found the magic, right? And I, we could talk about that for a long time, but they found <laughs> the magic. Like they figured mm. out, you know, here's a way to make the visuals stunning and engaging but also you're interested in the characters and the characters' relationship. And, like, I don't know, Jujutsu Kaisen, I think, is going to be, like, regaled. I think sometimes a lot of people reduce it to, like, oh, it's just the current big shonen. And I, I just think it's it's having a moment right now, and it's a yeah. lot more than that. It's it's a very yeah. special show. Um, I had Toto and Itadori versus Hanami on my list. Mm-hmm. The next thing I had on my list for jujitsu was uh, you and I seeing uh, the movie in theaters together. Zero. Oh, that was fun. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we've talked about this on the regular post show. Like, what an interesting way they've done this order. Yeah. But we saw, we got to see the, you know, the prequel in theaters and like, that was fucking cool. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, like the last thing I have is, is the most recent, you know, all the, all the Gojo stuff, like we could do an entire jujitsu Kaisen yeah. pod. Yeah, the, yeah. the Gojo stuff is amazing. What they're doing with that character is amazing. But the, last week, Jujutsu Kaisen Season 2, Episode 13, mm-hmm. which I think is called Red Scale, uh, yes. props to me for memory, um, is fantastic. It's, yeah. you know, but it, it's an episode it was a, of one fight. It was a 
fucking orgasm, dude. That like, that was the dopest dope I ever smoked. Like that was incredible, dude. And, oh my god, I love that. And this show had a lot of pressure, right? Like yes. it had yeah. a lot of pressure about animation quality, deliverables, scheduling, this, that, you know, like yeah. work life balance. You know, mad respect to all the people being you know, put through the ringer <laughs> to, make, you know, to bring us this. Yeah. But but yeah, like it 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 had a lot going against it and they just I cannot believe how much they delivered that Choso character. I mean I get I think everybody gets like, oh dude, like this guy's for real. Yeah. Um the use of lighting, the choreography, the special effects, like everything, dude. They, the water, like the rain, you know, the, like the simulation of rain. The voice also, acting, like, the music. The voice acting. You know, also, too, like they straight up paid uh, homage to one of my favorite movies of all time. A fight scene for one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, the, the Raid. raid the Raid 2. two yeah. The kitchen scene. Yeah. The, like, the, just, the, the second I saw Yuji and Chozo's feet kind of like inching toward yeah. each other and they're like readjusting their hands and like cracking their knuckles and their elbows, I was yeah. like, I, I just about leapt off the couch. I was like, oh my God, the kitchen is eight. <laughs> I'm yeah. like vibrating on the couch. It was so I was awesome. curious if you caught this. You know what I liked? Okay. I won't, I won't say more than that, but you know what a killer okay. fucking move they did was in that episode, dude? Which one? Or which, they, which one? So at the end, they fake you out um, one of the best episodes of season one oh, of Jujutsu Kaisen is the yeah. musical cue when Itadori Nobara. and Nobara yeah. do the double, they do a Black Flash combo, yeah. and there's a ba 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 you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and, they're, and they're cutting between their faces. They do the same fucking thing, mm-hmm. but they don't give you the payoff because Yuji's attack doesn't work, and they don't yeah. give you, like, the, the, the cool payoff musically. And it's just like it, cuts. I, it just cuts. You got it gets, me. It goes from musical cue to half finished cue yeah. to confusion on Yuji's face, and you're like, ah. And I you see. hear his fist yeah. hit metal. You know what I mean? You're like, or hit something hard, right? And it's like, uh, that didn't work. And then the music tells you it didn't work, and you're just like, what's happening? I don't know, man. That that shit. You know what I mean? Chef's kiss. That was that was big time. Chef's that was some kiss, yeah. good shit, dude. Do you have anything else on jujitsu? Uh, no, and I'm trying to think of like a quick. Also, I just think one of the best episodes. Um, I don't know if it's filler or not, but that baseball episode at the end of season one, killer. Like great way to like, kind of uh, walk your way out of everything that just happened. You know, post. You know, like that Hanami fight and yeah. Gojo being able to arrive and and whatnot. But um, also shout out to Nanami, just like, you know, like smacking the shit out of that caveman dude. Like the internet is yeah. still on fire. I know. Love it. I mean, Love it. you know. Keep it going. Turn I don't, it all down. <laughs> I don't have this on my list, but while we're here, like obviously the the prequel arc and the relationship between Gojo and Ghetto yeah. is very good. It's very, <laughs> very good. They're doing stuff at like... A high level. The cure, you know, the, the the question is like, can they execute continue, and keep this high bar? Um, you know, we've talked about classics that deliver and continue to deliver at a high level. It's you know, I'm, I'm very curious for the future on jujitsu, but I, what they've I done, am, I do have some reservation because it's there had like this most recent episode was not handed in till like two days before it aired. <laughs> so, but again, this is clearly like a highlight you know fight oh, of the yeah, whole yeah. season i imagine so it's not surprising that like you know this is needed a little extra attention apparently there's something like last minute they're like oh yeah we want to change like the flow of like the water physics and like this one hmm. scene and they're like well we have to like rebuild like all of like the cg for this fuck it dude but uh yeah, yeah. crazy 
kudos to everyone at MAPA, or sorry, like the workers at MAPA. But yeah, uh, yeah awesome, awesome, awesome. All right, here's a quick one for you, Grant. Um, yeah. I think it's Vivi Fluoride's Eye Song episode three. I mean, oh, Vivi, okay. Vivi in general, it, you know, is is worth being just like among my favorites, and and it is. Vivi episodes one and two are great. I think, and I, I'm saying I think, um, this particular moment happens in episode three, and it's when Vivi finally accepts and like squares her responsibility with this ai Mm. assistant that she's got yes and she realizes that a girl she saw in the theme park is on a flight that's going to crash Mm. because she now has knowledge of the future right Mm. and she wants to save this little girl and the uh i forget do you remember what his name is um the ai cube the the bear don't it's fine yeah. Um, but he stops her because he's like, well, no, yeah. you can't alter the timeline. Like, yeah. that's the whole point. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we have to do things deliberately. Well, you're too secure it. Yeah. yeah, and he has to, like, forcefully stop her. And there is a line that he delivers while the oh, yeah. camera yeah. pans in on her eye after she's looking at this plane exploding in the atmosphere. Um, and, and the line he delivers is, this is the beginning, or this is where your 100-year journey begins. And it's you realize in that moment like how cinematic the shot is, how great the series like they that was the moment that show like set itself apart for me, and I was like, oh, you know, like we we're just talking about a quote typical shonen, and like mm. there are a few moments in Vivi where you're like, oh, okay, this is not a typical show. They are yeah. doing something different. This was one of those moments for me. I was like, okay, so this is this is not just some random show you know what i mean this is going to be something that i'm going to fucking dig and uh i love that moment i do have a moment from uh you know vivi on my list as well Give it's me. uh vivi versus uh uh, uh kakatani who's um, like the amazing amazing yeah, yeah dude like i think it might and that's the thing too like the same year we had tengen versus kiyotaro vivi versus kakatani and then we had you know yuji toto yeah. hanami like all those other you know end of like uh you know jujutsu kaisen fights this Vivi fight is hands down one of the mm-hmm. fastest, most fluid. And we had just seen the Gitaru fight, which like all blew our minds. Yeah. And then we get to see this throw down. And I was like, <laughs> whoa. Like Howard just like two. I don't think he, because he is an android at this point too. Because he, I think the character uh, was, because he's a part of like the, or Toke, like the anti AI yep. group and all that. But like he's now an android, you know, sent to kill her and all that in this time or in this period yeah. of time. But just like the fluidity and it with studio dude, like you know, they're I think are you know some of our all time favorite work is done by them, and this this was like the closest we had to like Levi, you know, chasing after Kenny in <sighs> uh, you know like in that similar style of animation where it was just yeah. like too almost too quick, you know. But like that's the point of it, you know. Like they're these are not two normal people fighting. You know, these are just, these are robots just, you know, like overclocking, trying to destroy one another. I don't know. It's <laughs> great, great, great fight. But Vivi 2 is, that's worth a rewatch recently. Yeah. Or I need to do uh, a rewatch thing. I rewatched, uh, or I watched some reactors watch it. So that's the same. You sicko. I don't know. I'm a, I, I do have a sickness. Um, is it your turn? I believe I so. Go? So go we, um, we talked about um, Ask Lad's final moment earlier. I did mm. have that on my list, but I do have a backup one. I was almost certain you'd bring that up at some point. Church. Um, it's it's a very small moment. I'm not even sure the episode you might know. 
Um, but there's a point where Canute is on, I think he has been t- kidnapped by this point by mm. Asclad's crew, and he just has a conversation about Catholicism with a priest. Oh, uh, yeah, see, uh, episode 18, 13 minutes yeah. in, I'm familiar, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That'd be awesome. But, um, it, it's such, it's a very minor scene, it's maybe three minutes at most, mm-hmm. um, but they do so much with so little and it's very, it was an interesting view of like, you know, this is a land where, you know, religion is everything. You know, you could argue that's that today, but mm-hmm. in, you know, in this era of time, like it was, you know, again, one or the other or one version of the same one, you know, devolving into something else. And just to have like two people like be educated on something other than what you've been told and it is out there. It was just, it was a very gentle and diplomatic conversation said mm-hmm. in the times of like, you know, a wise man of faith and, and you know, Canute a younger Canute and kind of taking in and then you have the, the kind of the, the commentary from the Vikings around him, you know, like the Raiders and who have no religion whatsoever. And you can kind of hear them like slowly like, Oh, that is kind of interesting to have like a warmth. You know, I think there's like a line of like, Oh, to have some like internal warmth and all that. And they take that as like, you know, literal warmth and, and yeah. whatnot. But uh, I don't know. I think it's a very small, delicate, but such a standout scene for, for that first season. No, I know the exact scene you're talking about and I agree. It is a standout scene. Uh, it's it's very well done, and I mean, it, I think it helps lead to Canute's kind of like self actualization that happens a mm-hmm. little bit later. Yeah. Um, so I've got Moshuko Tensei on here, despite my better judgment. <laughs> uh, no, but I think jokes aside, you know, we have some. Con- well, no, the show is controversial. Our takes are not. Sure. Um, but you know, we I go back and forth. I won't speak for Grant. I go back and forth on how I feel about the show, but what I will say. Um, is like going through the world with the world building, appreciating the animation and like all the things the show is actively doing was like a good experience. I enjoyed it. Mm. Um, turning point episodes one and two knocked me on my ass. Mm. You know, they have two of those in season one. They are both really, really well executed. Mm. Um, and I'm being like, Oh, like, is it, maybe this is what all the kerfuffle is about. Like this show took such a hard left turn that like the show is now different you know what i mean so so yeah mishiko tensei yeah i don't got too much to say about it like you know i like that first season um a couple great animation moments but uh we got a lot of that on our list there but uh yes i don't know i i am looking forward to more and hopefully it's hopefully get more season one in this next season which i think we might agree yeah over to you um so i don't know if this is too early to bring this up because i know this is a huge show for you as well and uh, we'll probably I don't I don't I don't feel comfortable being the first one to bring it up to <laughs> no, be completely like, honest. You can, no no no. I, go ahead. So this is one of the only ones on my list where I have like a full episode um, as like you know a full highlight. It's episode eight of Sunny Boy. Hey. Uh, it's called Laughing Dog. Um, yeah. You know, there's so many. You know, you and I fell in love with the show at the exact same time, and we were just drooling over it week to week. And you know, we were talking off pod and on pod, like everything. Sunny Boy was like kind of yeah. our thing for those twelve weeks. And uh, you know, there's, you know, you could pick any moment, any episode. You know, that I almost wanted to talk about. I think it was in episode three where there's the curtains and the guy's lost. They can't find him. And he's kind of just like secluding himself yeah. in like a, almost like a music studio yeah. with the wood floor or gymnasium flooring with the black curtains. But no, this is the one where Yamabiko, who's the dog mm-hmm. explains how he became a dog. And it's like his hundred year journey or 500 year journey. Yeah. And he's with Mizuho. Who's, I think my favorite of, of the, you know, the main three, 5,000 year for the record, 5,000 years. Sorry. And I don't know. It's just so good. 
you know, it's it has everything to do with the plot, but also nothing to do yeah. with the plot. You know, it's which it, is which is it's very Sunny Boy, right? Very Sunny Boy. It's an expand, you know, expanding explosive bottle episode that kind of like the bottle kind of comes back together at the end, but then it just mm-hmm. you know like it, was it ever together? It you know like yeah. it's, it's it's such an awesome episode where you know like they've always played with animation styles within sunny boy but this one i think they kind of threw everything at yeah. you know the painting or the canvas you know like there's just so much different styles and color uses of color and it felt very gothic you know like you know like the, those paintings you're late at night and you, you know you see them on you know instagram or you know on reddit and it's just like a very unsettling you know <laughs> you know just clearly disturbed minds from like you know 1800s or 16 or whatever yeah. i don't know it's just it's a dynamite episode of, of an amazing season and it, that's the one i go back to like i'll just watch that one every now and then that's funny you know, like yeah yeah i, I love it yeah i mean you know we, we were talking about what did i say oh yeah earlier i was like i don't want to sound cringe but you know mm. grave of the fireflies you know was like a huge deal i mean i I don't care if I sound cringe. I think Sunny Boy like changed mm. my relationship with anime for sure, no doubt about it. I think it is absolutely a special show. I don't think you get many of these. Period. No. Um, you had episode eight. I have episode one and episode twelve. Oh. You know the okay. I think the pilot of Sunny Boy is fantastic. Yes. I think episode twelve is when they quote they they go home. You know they mm-hmm. journey home. There's a it's funny, I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this. It's one of the few songs I've had to, you know, borrow from the internet because yes, it's not quite, or at that time it wasn't available, but it was uh, by the band Toe. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a song called The Sunny Boy Rhapsody, and it's this unbelievable uh, mishmash of songs they put together that band put together for the show for the soundtrack of the show which they've actually sold on vinyl and kill for that um but it's the soundtrack that they play when mizuho and nugara go back home you know they kind of travel through space there's that whole visual all the trippy visual montage everything you know it's like this culmination of the whole series like finally going home and then there's the finale and episode after that but uh, yeah, like I, we cannot have this conversation without mentioning Sunny Boy. Yeah, um, it is changed like, us, truly. It, it, it changed my total and yeah. yours clearly, but it, it also like it changed my trajectory of how I watch things. Um, For sure. Yeah. yeah. I, like how fucking cool that that's an that's an original anime and that it's yeah. you know it's twelve or thirteen episodes. No, you know no um, no sequel. No bullshit, no movie afterwards. You know what I mean? Like it, very defined art style. Could not be more specific in the what, what they were trying to do. Like, I'm I'm not gonna throw on the word perfect because I don't think it is. I think that that show probably doesn't work for a lot of people, right? No, I think no. the difference is it's specific. It yes. knows what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm, Gonzo, you know, it's very yeah. gothic Gonzo kind of. You know, it's uh, it's Pink Floyd. Rock. Yeah visually you know it's yeah it's psychedelic it's one of the best things i've ever seen and i will not uh, ever it it is very approachable which you know i don't think our conversation 
up to this moment has like led to like oh yeah like, i could just try you know a dog a five thousand year journey of how a man became a dog like the show is weirdly grounded yeah and, you know, the, like the, it has moments of like oh did you catch that well maybe on the fifth viewing you'll you'll figure that one out but like you know but keep on the next episode like you'll it's, you'll stay on track it's, it's it's great yeah it's like a lot of these shows man like yeah it's abstract and it might fuck your head a little bit but it's like it's also if you want to boil it down it's about it's about you know kids growing up and trying to find their place Mm. and like the uncertainty of growing up and finding your place in the world and and how frightening that is you know what i mean and relationships with other people and the uncertainty that comes with that like it's it is very much emblematic of the human experience right and it's fucking awesome i love that show love it so much um okay it's funny that you brought up sunny boy and i'm gonna bring up uh mob psycho oh so, there we go yeah. so mob psycho like as a whole there's lots of moments that i really love but you know i don't want to steal the best one but to me it's it's the best one um and I, I was waiting for it i'm sure well i don't know how you feel it's it's the season three towards the finale and I, i've posted this frame on our instagram before and it's reagan finally confronting mob and just saying it was a lie from the start yeah and it's it's the way they drew him in that moment. Mm-hmm. He fi- like finally has an honest moment with the audience, with Mob, with himself, you know, like after years, you know, and they've been through so much and that that's payoff. That is t- the textbook definition of payoff. It took years to get there for both in their timeline and in ours, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's everything you were waiting for. It's what Mob needed to hear, even though he already knew it. You know what I mean? But it, it it's... Sometimes one... you just want to hear your friend say it. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Right? And that comes, you know, you. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole of, like, all the childhood trauma that that yeah. shit evokes. But it's like, of course he knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of course Reagan knew he had to say it. Yeah. But it's like, he, he just finally said the words you know and you knew that those words had to be said from the pilot you know what i mean and it and and you never got impatient because the show was so good at pacing and so good at the journey um that like you were just having fun along the ride but you you knew it had to culminate and it did and they fucking nailed it it does such a good job at you know not underselling a moment and being like i'll get you down the road but like they do a very good job of like that's life you know like when he's ready it'll be sick you know and that there's even though it's not explicitly kind of worded like that you have those moments you can see like in the faces the way they're drawn and you can see like when you're ready come back kind of thing you know you can see mob is patient and you know mob is also learning but he knows reagan is also trying to be better too you know, and, you know, Reagan has done so much for him. And it's it's not, you know, that's the thing, too. Like, people get abused. Oh, Reagan's abusive. I'm like, well, yeah, he's a, he's a you know, like a two-bit criminal at the end of the day. Looking out for that. himself. He, looking out for himself. But he has a heart of gold when it comes to mob and, you know, and his, you know, his immediate, you know, grouping and all that. It's just, I don't know, man. I, I love this show. But, um, Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I also love the, <laughs> it's so funny. There's a, it, it didn't air this, uh, this year. But there was a moment in season two when they kind of had, like, their little fight, their little tiff. And Mob's like, I'm not coming to work. Like, you know, I'm doing teenager stuff. And, you, and yeah, like, Reagan's alone. And, you know, then he goes on, like, the game show or whatever. And then you, like, kind of end up linking back up later. Just, oh, I think yeah. About that, all the time. that was a great but, little uh, arc. But, uh, yeah, I guess my favorite, you know, there's, I think all of season three was just kind of, in, in a way, not like the ending, it seemed a little 
backtracking. You know, we had talked about that. You know, at the time, we there's don't need an to asterisk really get into all there, that. but yeah, but the rest works for me. Yeah, like that. You know, God Dimple versus the Psycho Helmet fight is, you know, probably one of the best things I've ever looked upon. Top <laughs> you tier. Know, on TV, it was Top it was tier. incredible. And you know, just you know, Dimple, you know, whether it was in the moment at the end of that episode when you and I went to bed that night, we're like. Dimple finally made a sacrifice, like a true sacrifice for someone yeah. he cares about, and he overcame what he was. And it was a, you know, it was action, and it was bombastic, and it was explosive, and it was you know colorful. But at the end of the day, it was a beautiful moment for a person, you know, two friends, and it was just like, fuck yes, dude, like I love that show. But uh, yeah, it was it was something else. All right, your turn. Um, I want to give a shout out. Um, so this is kind of like a more um bigger concept choice but uh, uh my next is my senpai is annoying um mm. so this is a show leanne and i discovered on a whim and we had no clue what was in store for us because it completely changed our viewing habits and it created our love genuine love for rom-coms and you know not just romantic comedies but also just you know r- romance anime in general is when you began um, dorks yeah big time dude and this also <laughs> turned leanna and i well leanna more so into like a full-on manga readers um because leanna's like well you know i was like i don't know if this is gonna get a season two like it might not uh and if we do it might be 10 years from now she's like well i'm gonna go buy all the manga mm-hmm. <laughs> like just read it but um it just you know very like light-hearted show so like you know silly but you know still getting the lessons in you know there's like the classic mix-ups like oh does he like me and da, 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 i like him and you know one guy he's kind of a dummy but he clearly likes her like it's all fluffy and silly but just very good natured and, and very well animated and you know colorful and just good bits you know like if, if for a rom-com like it has you know you gotta have the romance but like you gotta have like just good funny it has to be funny and it it lands the plane that well and uh yeah, so that's kind of like my little, you know, thinking concept, but we discovered that once we started the podcast and it changed everything, honestly. <laughs> fair, fair yeah. point, my friend. Um, I've got a weird category here, and it's because I don't necessarily want to, like, I want to put a few of these things together, because I will say a few of them don't haven't, like, rocked my world, but it has been really, really fun going back because of the podcast and watching mm. some of these like all-time anime classics okay. um uh, two examples that are like top of mind are flcl fully coolie word uh ergo proxy i recently finished but like this it all started because of neon genesis evangelion right preach um we still owe you a couple of uh, Neon Genesis episodes, <laughs> podcast episodes, and we are we, th- those are coming imminently, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, going back and watching old shit because of like you know only discovering anime semi recently has been like really fun, and and I'll move this into Neon Genesis now a little bit. Um, I think we were doing the post show while i was going through my first ever watch of neon genesis mm-hmm. which i haven't rewatched yet um and then you know I've, I've seen a couple of the rebuild movies now but i one i, I specifically want to mention in this whole area is neon genesis evangelion and 
the end of Evangelion, right? So mm-hmm. the, the the original series plus the original movie climax, we owe a, a whole podcast on this topic, but I can't not mention it in this list. Of um, course. You know, Grant, I asked Grant before we did this, I was like, did I watch Sunny Boy or Neon first? And it was Sunny Boy. Yeah. But from that, I was like, okay, this was like the most, you know, um, psychological anime I've probably ever seen. I want something like this. And Grant was like, okay, now's, now's the time. You know what you I mean? Have, now, you had the want. You had the hunger for it. Yeah. Now go watch Neon. And like, these are some of the two, two, two of my most favorite things I've ever seen. Uh, I think that they, you know, Neon absolutely had an influence on, uh, on Sunny Boy, just like it had an influence on everything, frankly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, whether it's mech stuff or feeling stuff, it, who cares? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, Neon Genesis Evangelion changed the way I look at storytelling, the way I look at art direction, mm-hmm. um, musical scores, fight scenes, attention to detail, yeah. um, how deep you can go. Like, you know, you could start the Neon Genesis rabbit hole and never come out and, uh, that that shit is not overrated it is properly rated uh mm. and we could say more and we will in a podcast coming soon coming soon <laughs> any minute now right. over any minute now uh dave i my next is uh 86's title card drops and musical cues <laughs> how do i not have that this is bullshit dave um this was such a this was a show like I not mocked from a distance, but I was like, "What is this show?" You know, everyone's like comparing it to like I think it was getting uh, like Neon Genesis, you know, references like and what they were doing, you know, with like psychological story. And you, I think it was right around the time you were watching Neon Genesis, and I was kind of rewatching it with you at the same time a little bit here and there. And then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, this is cool. Oh, this is cool. This is cool." And then you get to that second arc or core i think that's when i first heard the phrase core and because they like openly called it that like in mm-hmm. uh, the episode core yeah. two begins now or something like that uh, but like these title cards just like every week was just like oh, i would just like you know it would catch me like my you know my i would just suck in air i was like oh my god that was beautiful you know that was so well done <laughs> and like every week it would just continue to get me and then they took that break and they came back with some of the strongest episodes in that whole series to that point. Oh, yeah, that ending, man. You and I were, like, hooked at the end. We're like, what, you know, it's for what it was. You know, the show had some faults, for mm-hmm. sure. But, it, you know, it did feel relatively original to us, at least. You know, I'm sure, you know, there's other stuff out there, you know, that is kind of similar, too. But I don't know. I, I thought it was a really fun show by the end. and But the soundtrack, through and through, is probably my favorite from that year. It was amazing and those title cards just yeah ah, i remember specifically the use of silence in that show at times Mm -hmm. the title cards they did some really artsy shit man yeah really good show i'm ready for more 86 yeah you know i don't know what their plans are but i liked it um i've got a couple moments here uh uh, from and, and just in general being because we've been kind of involved in the community which has been really fun um just being number one being part of the chainsaw man hype yeah you know watching that thing coming down the barrel you know that trailer coming out like nine months or a year before the anime or whatever Mm -hmm. it was 
seeing people lose their shit, manga readers wouldn't shut up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's like, okay, is this really going to be the thing? Is it? Is it, you know? And then the, the OP and how big that was. And yeah. Just everything, right? So being being a part of it in general and reviewing it weekly, because I think we did, probably on yeah. the post oh, show. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, was fun. And then there's two uh, episodes I'd like to specifically mention. Mm. Um, episode 8, mm. Gunfire. Um, it's, uh, you know, spoiler warning, obviously. Um, but it's uh, it's Jimeno's death. It's basically mm. the episode where shit hits the fan, right? Easy uh, revenge. Yeah. yeah, the Katana Devil guy shows up. He, uh, you know, Aki has to fight him and then kind of loses. We see just every everything hits the fin mm. uh what, what's the girl's is it maki or no um, makima makima is like dies but not really you know what i mean like that mm-hmm. happens on the train yeah yeah that that's a big shock value that whole episode was like what yeah you, you know that was a huge what moment and then i i really think we get a lot of payoff four episodes later in episode 12 it has one of my best or one of my favorite soundtracks that i still listen to this day called sweet dreams and it's when aki fights the ghost devil yes. because uh that girl who killed himeno uses it against him but he knows its weakness because she yeah, told no fear him. smells fear yeah and there's this whole narration thing uh you know the the narration on top of the music on top of the action with the use of silence and the right song at the right time with the right action it's like what we've talked about like these these moments when it all culminates chainsaw man has a few of those that episode episode 12 and 8 8 and 12 they they really hit for me and i remember specifically being like this is fucking sick this is what people are talking about let's go and uh i'm very much on board for whatever they do for the next one so i gotta come clean Uh oh i've read the whole manga you're a son of a bitch, you know that, yeah. dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm up to date. <laughs> I couldn't help myself. It was just one of those things. I was like, man, I, I just, I want to know more because I have, I have a nervousness that it's going to be a couple years away, just with all the, you know, the, yeah. the hullabaloo you're hearing about Mappa. I think, I think it's further down the pipe than some people think. Um, and I just like, I, I had a, you know, I had a, like a hunger for it. And, yeah. Um, and. Oh, dude, it's it's. Uh, no no lie like it's everyone kind of blowing smoke about it it's dead on like it's it's amazing um i'm rereading it already fuck <laughs> yeah but so funny enough so kind of like this maybe sounds like cheating but so on this list my moment for season one is the slice of life moments between denji aki and Nobel prize winner power That's um, fun, though. you know so like I, like they were good, like you know they were really good in in the anime. But after having read the manga, and I think they did some really fun things in the anime. Kind of you know because there's moments where Aki's smoking, you know, doing his morning routine. Like that was anime original, you know. Like that's not um, that's not in the manga. Yeah, I remember you saying you know? that. But you know, there's they really kind of push their the three of them their kind of weird fucked up family. Like that that trio is you know that's not like. You know Megami and Nabara and Yuji. It's not like Naruto, Sasuke, and uh, yeah. Um, you know, well, I'm blanking on that. Anyways, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that trilogy, you know, that trio in, in Shonen. And there's just something so unique about these three, and I really loved what they did with them in the anime. Just they bring it out a little, like looking after the fact after having read the manga, they did that much extra to make them so believable and like a family. 
you know? Yeah. Little, 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 little things. And just, I don't know, it's just me big time. I'm, I'm excited for uh, season two. Oof, God. If and whenever. Give, but, me, uh, uh, give me it sooner rather than later. Yeah, dude. It's uh, <laughs> unreal. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> don't. Not a fucking don't. word, Grant. Dave, I would. I know you. Like, come, come on. Yeah. Um, I got people in the gym who watch that shit. They're like, oh, just you wait. I'm like, just you shut up, dude. Not yeah. even. Don't even look at me. Yeah, just um, don't. <laughs> don't even. Not a word. All right. Uh, over to you. Um, All right, I'm running out here for the record. No, I got a few. I got a couple more. Right. Um, I think my next one is the ending to Core One for Gundam: The Witch from Mercury. Dork. Dork, yeah. So, <laughs> season one, I know you were you were out pretty early on it. Yeah, that's no, was good. Um, but, you know, like, I, I really enjoyed it. But, like, even as I was watching you, we've talked about this tons of time, over drinks and whatnot, there was always something missing. Um, and the finale to the first core, it was like, you know, like, spoiler, like, you know, someone is killed and, you know... Um, it kind of like it triggers this moment of like, oh yeah, that's what was missing. All the traditional stuff from Gundam, like you know, the child soldiers, the you know, the you know, Murder. war war crimes and all the and all this came flooding back of like, oh now the real Gundam experience is about to come next. And it was kind of like an aha moment of like, oh, it's so obvious. Like why did I not like put two and two together? Like why did I think this Gundam show is just gonna be like a slice of life high school experience in space with yeah. mechs, you know, like of course it wasn't going to be that um it's just so funny like you know like as that moment as someone was killed and you can see like the characters kind of reflecting upon this moment and it's just like you know like an enemy soldier you know but like you know the main characters are you know behind the death and uh it just kind of puts everything in perspective like what's next arc is going to be you know what traditional gundam are and you know Lo and behold, Core 2 was just as good, and it was the full Gundam experience. But I, I thought it was just such a fun way to kickstart um, and prep everyone to for, for the you know the following se- season, or Core, whatever you want to call it. But uh, I really liked that show. It was a really good good way to end it. Mm, indeed, sir. Yeah. Splat. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I've got a two for here, because the first one barely counts. But I have it, I have it in here. <laughs> it's not an anime moment. This is more of a podcast moment. But I feel like we have to, I, I want to mention it, is me getting the Avatar 2 prediction just so remarkably wrong. <laughs> Do you remember for months I was like, no, dude, that movie's going to bomb. <laughs> like, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure it's going to bomb. I just assumed it was you being you, but uh, you're pretty steadfast about it. I mean, it's a bit of both. Like, I, I was certainly playing it up, but I, I, I also, in my heart, like, I didn't think it would be as big as the first. I really didn't. Like, that, yeah. that I got wrong, and I'll just take that out um i'm still not seeing it um okay then the next one is big and i i i wonder if this is on your list it's the carve it into me poem at the end of vinland saga Ooh. season two i have a different moment there you go uh i'll briefly just say that shit is fucking dope (laughs) they get an actual what is it is it uh norse it's a norse poem right Yes. And the, and they, in the anime, they get a they get a Norse person to read it hmm. properly, and it's fucking awesome. Oh wait, no, maybe that is the same moment because Gardar and Arnheed's final ride, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. No, I do have that moment. <laughs> I was thinking that was a separate they, they, moment. You know, like it's kind of a bookend. 
yeah. to the whole show, right? Or to season two, rather. They they, they do pieces of that yes. poem at the beginning, and then they kind of close it towards the end and uh, with the final ride. And yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's it. Garner. Not here for a long time, but a good time. Yeah. Um, my next... And I'm surprised this isn't, hasn't been brought up sooner by you. Um, I'm just going to go with my second favorite moment from this episode because I'm sure I'm going to let you take the lead on you probably what is your favorite moment um Adam Smasher is destroying in uh Edge Runners oh yeah yeah I'm like, you know the show was unhinged already to that point and he showed up I was like oh like it's now the video game world and yeah. it was it was weird having the two so late kind of combining in such a cohesive way and, you know the voice act like clearly it's a different you know it's a Japanese voice actor versus like the English one but from the game but that dude crushed it he was like darth vader on steroids yeah and you know and crack cocaine or crystal meth it was awesome yeah i didn't have much of ed runners in here what i really not even the brain dance well yes so that's the one part is i've got the um you know they've got the i really want to stay at your house song playing in the background and uh what's david's love interest her name uh lucy lucy yeah Yeah. and uh um it, it's they're on the moon and she just says i really don't want you to die and i was like ah so he dies <laughs> you know what yeah. i mean and i don't know that that show has a lot of really cool moments but i think that was probably it and i was like oh like they're doing something very interesting very different mm-hmm. and i'm here for it um yeah. but i don't have a lot other than that from that it's you know it's funny i was playing cyberpunk yesterday and okay. I was doing a side mission where I find a brain dance in a trash can and mm. you put it on and it's the intro to the anime. Oh, that is sick. Yeah. It's, uh, it's the guy who originally has, well, voice originally has and... the Sandivistan that David okay. steals and he like, he dies cause of cyber psychosis and he kills a bunch of yeah. cops um but you see that whole scene and then at the end it's like you know this is a at the end it says something like you know this is a warning about cyber psychosis david martinez didn't listen will you oh that's pretty cool yeah it's pretty cool yeah cross uh cross promotion gotta dig it yes sir um <laughs> whose turn is it all right I... uh it could be you next <sighs> Yeah, I, you know what, dude? This is my this is my last one is um, being part of gigantic community events like the Attack on Titan uh, special, mm. the Demon Slayer movie, yep. um, these special events, Dragon Ball Super Broly, that just kind of take over the world and mainstream pop culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I you know having an avenue on the podcast to talk about these things and like be part of that larger community has been a huge pleasure no specific one it's just like all of them have been fun as fuck do it in a auto comic-con yeah yeah Pod, you know, God. podcast and you know plus wives that was a lot of fun yeah pod, yeah god that's a great one like and like you know random people um like giving out our business card or the way people react when they hear you talk about anime all day you know what i mean like it's all it's all been fun dude it's all been fun i treasure all of it very good experience um i got a couple more i can just kind of fire through them sure Uh, so um so next would be um 
Bocce's from Bocce the Rock. Uh, her do or die moment in on stage in episode eight. Um, great, you know, not quite a pen, you know, it's not a penultimate moment because there's you know, still four more episodes, but it's kind of the moment where they're kind of given like, okay, you guys have to play for minimum so many people. This is like your chance, like you know, because they're you know they work in the bar and all that, and you know it's it's kind of like the bar manager, the little sister giving them a push, and you know they're all ready to play, but Bocce's reserved, doesn't want to do it. And, you know, there's there's a nice moment from the previous episodes where, you know, she meets this random ba- drunk guitar player on the streets and she has, like, an impromptu jam with them. And she ends up getting, like, two fans. There's two girls in the crowd. And they end up going to this show in episode eight. And Bocce sees them and she gets that inspiration that, you know, she can do it. And she just, like, winds up to, like, this gnarly solo that's, like, in the same key of, this like, what their first song is going to be. And the band kind of picks up and just like the way it's animated, you can see like the drummer, she's like, you can see her like getting the time ready and you know, where she's going to kick in and the bass player is like following the drum. And then, you know, they kick into their song. I think it's Lonely Blue Planet or one of the songs. Um, just a great, great moment, you know, kind of way to close out the episode and kind of, you know, like they are officially like a band and they're going to do this and they're going to, they're going to make a run at it. You know, these four girls, it's such a good show. Oh my God. But uh, probably one of my favorite moments uh, in the past uh, couple years for sure i do definitely intend to go back and watch that you should we, we, think, we were a couple yeah. episodes in we loved it we just got to pick it back up um next more and more surprised mm. um the lessons they were trying to give you know about there's you know really good moments of you know cyberbullying and kind of like the slippery slope like you know gotcha games and like the new world gambling you know it's not all just big poker games and stuff like that it's you know, it's like, you know, currency can be used anywhere and, you know, constantly spent on just about anything at constant, you know, speeds. God, um, I gotta watch that one too. Oh, you do too. And just, you know, like it's, you know, I had said it before, it's like Coen Brothers, you know, Tarantino at, like it's just very well written and you yeah. know, mystery, underlying mystery. It's so, it's so smart. It's so well written. Uh, great characters and, you know, just great, great ending. Um I want to give a shout out to Dragon Stampede. Uh, nah. You know, it had its moments, but no, I playing. think I think the biggest um, I think the biggest thing that stood out for me is their willingness and um, you know almost like skill at doing blockbuster and big scale anime moments that I think a lot of shows don't even touch True. or come anywhere near it. I think they like some, there were some set pieces in that show that just were eye candy and so tr- you know trackable and you knew where everyone was and you know again like their usage of scale and kind of shrinking and you know big, you know coming in and out and in and out was just so well done also true. Um, good point yeah and then last is um the entire experience of uh, oshinoko uh this year which is probably still probably my number one show this year um the the idol anime mystery murder mystery uh anime uh, I recommend everyone check this show. It's now it's probably in my all time favorites already, and I this is another one where the, the sequel season's coming out this or early twenty twenty four. I'm gonna wait till that's out, but I'm going to be getting into the manga as well and catching up on that. It's so good, dude. So so good. Well put. All right. Yeah. God, does that uh, does that do it for this section? Yeah, it does. Yeah, let's move well, on to the next. Well, you know, it's only about only eighty seven minutes in or something. <laughs> I think I think uh, the next couple are not going to be no, this no, long. No, no, no. Um, I think okay, so we're going to talk about just in general how our tastes have kind of changed. 
hmm. since starting the podcast. I mean, I, God, I don't even know where to start. I think maybe I'll start us off, Grant, with a good one. Um, I can tell you as a matter of fact, and I don't have a lot here. I don't think you do either. Um, but I can tell you with 100% certainty, I would hmm. not have watched a show like Licorice Recoil without this podcast. And that show, as they say, is dope as fuck. Yeah, banger. (laughs) Absolute banger. Um, But, like, that's just an example. I mean, I think in general, when I look at my show list before this, I was mostly just, like, a Shonen fan. And I kind of still am. But, like, you know, you don't watch... You might tune into Attack on Titan for that reason, but you quickly realize it's more than that. Sunny Boy, not a Shonen. You know what I mean? Grave of the Fireflies not a shonen yeah um so yeah i just think uh I, i've grown a little bit wider what what about you so i no, no, i have three major changes um occurred since i've started this show one being um i start every season i kind of take everything on the stuff that i know is coming and it's on the list no matter what but i make a point to you know go through mal or you know various you know uh, anime kind of you know seasonal sites and all that I, anything that, even if it's like remotely piques my interest, even if it's like there's a good chance it's not, um, it just gets put into a bag and I throw it at the wall and whatever sticks, I just, I continue to watch it and kind of, you know, run it through. Um, and I have found, you know, Licorice Recoil is a product of that. Revenger is a product of that. Um, you know, Bocce the Rock and On Taxi, you know, like I've just, I've, not that I'm more hungry for more and more and more. I just, I want to try and a better fair share of stuff to watch you know like, i don't like, want to get stuck but it sounds uh, like you're more curious and like you explore curious. a lot more i like to be surprised and you know i like starting new things and you know like you know this to my second thing that has changed like you know comedies are now the end of mine's bread and butter you know yeah you know every every season we make a point we go through all the trailers we find one for the season and you know there isn't always one but if there is one like, oh this is our one for the season let's check it out and, you know yeah. if it, we stick with it we um, and then I never is I read manga now. That's what I am. What am I? God, that's true, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, uh, I jumped into my first ever sports anime, Blue Lock, as yeah. a result of the pod. One hundred percent chance I never watched Blue Lock. Uh, oh my god, I forgot to put Haikyuu in here. Oh my god, that's crazy. So cool. I, I dude, I wow. knew we would both have some. So like, yeah, <laughs> there's just so much. Um, yeah, I do think one skill I bet we've both picked up on is I think we both know when something insane happens like sometimes people react strangely to big moments in anime sure they're like oh that like they don't see it for what it is and i think Mm. that we how would i put this we have our hand of we have our finger on the pulse of the community a little bit more effectively than we would have in the past and i think that it doesn't mean we agree with the community at all times but i think we have a better understanding of what people like and why they like it and mm-hmm. when they're going to like it. You know what I mean? Yes. And, and that doesn't mean, I mean, I don't know if it means much of anything, frankly. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it, it demonstrates we have like a better understanding maybe of the art form mm. than when we started. I don't know. I've also learned very, I think I learned pretty quickly on just, I think it was more to the exercise of us reviewing episodes and like analyzing, you know, like, you know, taking apart Attack on Titan and not like to the point of like, you know, nitpicking and all that, but like, just like really, you know, what spoke to us. And, you know, I love what we did on those. And I would like to do that again at some point in time, mm-hmm. whenever that right show comes along. Um, 
but you know, I I have learned. I think a valuable lesson I've learned is, you know, there are just shows, and there's nothing wrong with it. But there are just shows that like you can kind of binge. They are background shows, but there are ones where you do want to take your time. Like I don't I don't yeah. want to, you know, even if I'm behind a couple episodes on a show, I'd like to just watch one, sit with it, think about it, because like you know there is you know, and this is very a weeby thing to say, but there is a lot of very insightful, good wordage. You know, like you know, like in, in anime, like it's it's it, it's worth to take time and to reflect on what is said sometimes. And um, you know, like I don't like Oshinoko is the perfect example. Like every week, I was just kind of like, well, a lot happened there. You know, but later, you know, we're trying to say, you know, about the entertainment industry and you know the things to get caught up in and you know why they're you know just I don't know. It's 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 just fun. I, I don't like anime anymore unless it's a show that kind of deserves to be benched you know like it's yeah it's clearly popcorn and again there's nothing wrong with that but it's you know it's just a show that's gonna not rip through but you're not you're not thinking too much on it so yeah good point um okay i think from here should we do our little bonus section of uh favorite you know two or three uh favorite ops and eds some soundtracks yeah musical... I, yeah i got yeah you have a lot I have I did I did you pair I just it down to soft thirty okay no I did three and these are just kind of sick of I have four sorry I have four I have okay four. why don't you start then um, first one is uh, Vinland Saga season one uh, wow uh, yeah Mukanjiyo by Survives of the Prophet no that's dope that's a and that's a good pick her, dude I'm what you recommended Vinland Saga was and no mention of the op it, it, nothing was mentioned of it that's true and uh, we started up that night and i was like you know <laughs> in my arm on the couch i was like let's try to go get out the pit <laughs> you know i was like this is dope i was so jacked up and the next time we were, you know the following week on the pod i was like you could have sold me with that just that alone like <laughs> um it's funny because my first pick is Vinland saga season two the ed without love because i remember that being controversial <laughs> Yeah, and you're like, I just don't it. think it fits, and I was like, well, you know what, mm-hmm. dude, I like being heartbroken, and this does it. Um, so yeah, I e- I think e- it's a good song. There's still there's, there's one vocal pattern she uses that just drives me bananas. Whatever, you I drive me it's, bananas. And it's, I thought maybe it's just like a weird edit, like a, the TV version for the show, but I had you know I had the, like the map playlist of all the shows that I've watched and all the OPs and ED are on there, and I so I listen to the full version all the time because I like the song. And every time that part comes on, it's just like, oh, oh, if yeah. only, <laughs> like, if only there, that wasn't there. Whatever, bro. Um, yeah. your turn. Um, next one. This is just, I think, iconic for like the whole anime fan base. I, but, I bet uh, I have it too. Go ahead. Jujutsu Kaisen season one. Oh fuck uh, it. Lost in Paradise. So good. 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 Family like, oh yeah, like that comes on in the, or the whole family's bumping to that one like. Awesome. Yeah. We love it. Such a good tune. Well, yeah. it's funny you say that because uh, when I'm driving around, children, I'm bumping <laughs> The Rumbling by, uh, oh, by yeah. Sim for Attack on Titan, dude. Yeah. Uh, I often well. <laughs> am driving ki- children to school and daycare. I just I just yeah. do that for the community. And I've got that thing cranked at 100%. <laughs> and I've got the imagery on. I've got like the actual OP. So, oh, they, nice. they, you know, I've got it on the back of the car seat. They love it. Your turn. <laughs> Um, my next one is uh, the season one OP for uh, Oshinoko Idol, yeah, uh, US OP, uh, banger, dude. This this song, like it, 
it it blew out of japan hit world number one charts like total total world domination um huge song good and i i'm now a yosobi fan i listen to her stuff all the time she's a fantastic artist she does the uh, free run op oh oh that's actually that's that's quite good too yeah um okay last one on my list i think it's technically an ed sunny boy uh gangnang boys boy Fuck, meets yeah, girl yeah. let's <laughs> fucking go <laughs> da, 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 da. Oh, i love that too the way it kicks in iconic uh, the, everything about that show like the way it cuts to that like the fade in of the song almost mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. like it's too far away and then it yeah. just kind of slams in like ah so good Slaps. last one is uh pink blood uh the uh, the op for eternity by hikari uh, hikari Utah. Yeah. So good. So, so good. good, dude. Great way yeah. to end it, my friend. Yeah. Is that it? God. Um, I think another moment uh, since we started the podcast is shout out to the comic book shop for sponsoring our podcast. Hey, man. Good point, Grant. Yeah. Shout out to the comic yeah. book shop at 128 Bank Street, a comic book shop bank on Instagram <laughs> and thecomicbookshop.com. It's a good point. Uh, our first sponsor, our only sponsor, we love them. Uh, we appreciate uh, their continued support. It's really cool um, to have them return as a sponsor for the second half of this year. I think like when Grant and I started this, we had some pretty modest goals. And above them was, and at the top of them was like, let's not lose money doing the podcast. Believe yeah. me, we're not out here to make it rich. We've got day jobs. You know what I mean? This is like a passion project for both of us. But like the fact mm-hmm. that we've got an actual company with a name and a face that we recognize um, yeah. supporting us and a company that we can wholeheartedly support, you know, yeah. local small business. Um, it's, it's awesome. They couldn't be a better fit. So great point, Grant. Shout out to the comic book shop. I think that might do it, my friend. I know. This was fun, man. I had, po- saw, I had such a blast going through all these. Post show 100 coming in at just about 100 minutes. Thank you guys so much for listening. We're back to business next week. Don't worry. We're going to break down all the uh, shows that have aired in the meantime. Jujutsu Kaisen, Freerun, all that stuff. Um, thank you for listening. I hope you had fun. Send this to a uh, friend if um, you know they're curious about the podcast, if you think they might enjoy it. Um, this is probably maybe a little long as an intro episode, but um, we're happy to do it. And you know, We had to celebrate somehow, and I'm glad we did. Um, Grant, is that about it? That is all. All right, my friend, say the thing. Cheers.